The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting at their counters there. Making a whip out of some cord, he drove them out of the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers' coins, knocked their tables over, and said to the pigeon sellers, Take all of this out of here and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of Scripture, Zeal for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, What sign can you show us to justify what you have done? Jesus answered, Destroy this sanctuary, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the sanctuary that was his body. And when Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words he had said. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's some beautiful images at play, isn't there? I think we had an extra reading then, um, but, but that's good because if you didn't read it, I was going to read it anyway. I wanted us to have all of those images in our mind. The church for us, and, and let's talk about the building itself, the church itself is a sacrament, not a, not a capital S sacrament like baptism and such, but it's, it's meant to be a sacramental sign, and the way we interact with this very building tells us how we're interacting with ourselves as temple. There's a sermon in here for the Feast of the Day, and the, and the commentator is saying, what kind of a church do you want to enter? You know, do you want this church to be unkempt, or do you want it to be spotless you know, for your bridegroom, the Lord? In the same way that we desire, naturally, to enter a beautifully kept church, a church that itself rings and sings the glory of God, God likewise wants to enter a temple that is well kept, that's polished and burnished and furnished and looks magnificent for his sake. It's like a, a worthy dwelling place. And so he prepares us to be that dwelling place for his very self. Such a beautiful thing. But the church is a sacrament of that. The commentator here, it's St. Caesareus. He says, Beloved brothers, it is by the favor of Christ that we are celebrating the birthday of this church, this temple, with great happiness. And yet, it is we who have become the real living temples of God. He's speaking of St. John Lateran Basilica. Um, that basilica is, in fact, the seat, is, is the mother church of all the churches in the world. We often think that because St. Peter's is so famous, St. Peter's is, but it isn't. St. John's is, is um, the mother church. The commentator goes on, he says, before baptism, and this is very harsh, but, but allow it to draw a comparison. And, and think of your own baptism and the prayer of exorcism that happens in the baptism. Get all the Hollywood images out of your mind of what exorcism is. It's simply making room for Christ. But here he says, before baptism, we were all shrines of the devil. Very strong. But he says, baptized, we have become temples of Christ. The more profoundly we meditate on our salvation, the more deeply we come to realize that we are indeed the true and living temples of God. 
God does not live only in shrines made by man, structures of wood or stone, but above all, he lives in the soul, which is made after his image, shrines built by the hand of the great craftsman himself. And as we heard Mercy read at the end of that reading, God's temple is holy, and that temple you are, all of us collectively. I'll say one last thing. It dawned on me, like part, part of my personal journey of reverencing and celebrating the feast of a church, it didn't make sense until, if I'm honest, I witnessed the deconsecration of a church. I was in Mackay. I think I was a priest or maybe I was a deacon. No, I was a priest and I was with Father Don and Father Alex and I think it was just us three. And there was one gentleman who drove with us. And we went to this church, I think it was in um, Glenella, which was a tiny little one horse town. There was a church that was shared by the Catholics and the Anglicans and it was very, very unkempt. It was very, very, it was in a very sad state when we got there. And they were only celebrating Mass there, I don't know, maybe four times a year, if that. So, so the decision, which is a long decision, takes a lot of councils and a lot of time to finally make the decision. The bishop said, you can deconsecrate that church. We went there and we celebrated a deconsecration liturgy. And it felt very, very much like a funeral, you know. Bit by bit, we went through the church and we thanked God. We said, Lord, we thank you for this door through whom uh, the faithful have entered the house of God. And we deconsecrated it. Then we came to the ambo. We thank you, Lord, that the word has been proclaimed from this place and people have heard and the word has been sown and we deconsecrated it. Bit by bit, we sort of dismantled religiously this place of worship. And it was very sad. It was a sad but strangely beautiful day. Contrast that then with the churches that we know, these beautiful places where we're able to gather. We gather as body of Christ. We come and we worship. We gather around the altar, all a beautiful sign and symbol of what God is doing in us, making us individually and collectively a dwelling place fit for him. For the God of all eternity desires to dwell here among us, in us. If I can add just one last scripture, because you've heard me say it before that the scriptures that we hear in the liturgy is like a it's like a kaleidoscope you know you, i'm always surprised by what the church decides to put refracting off each other you know we've heard a whole lot of the word i think it's so genius that the church has decided to put this as the benedictus antiphon for morning prayer i'll conclude with this but keep in mind all the images we've heard that her, that vi that vision from ezekiel of the the living water flowing out and the, the the waters quenching the city of god and the Jesus tearing down the temple and all of that. Imagine that, us, body of Christ. And now hear this. Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay with you today. He came down with great haste and received the Lord joyfully in his house. Today, salvation has come from God to this house. Alleluia. <laughs>